Hey there, welcome in. Gabe DeArmond here, the publisher of PowerMizzou.com, live with you on the Every True Tiger Insider podcast. This is our weekly podcast where we're going to talk to a different Mizzou athlete every single week in partnership with the Every True Tiger Foundation. ETTF is Mizzou's preferred NIL collective. That's the way that athletes across campus are making a little bit of money off their name, image, and likeness for uh, charitable time and contributions, things like that. Uh, you can contribute to ETTF at everytruetiger.org. We've also got a special Power Mizzou arm within ETTF. The details of that are on our message board. It's raised a little over $80,000 for Mizzou's NIL uh, efforts over the last two months or so. And Plenty of things that you guys can get involved with. We encourage you to do that again, everytruetiger.org. And like I said, every week we bring a different Mizzou athlete onto the show. And I'm fairly confident in saying that we've got our first uh, podcast guest who is a two-time national champion on the show, uh, wrestler Keegan O'Toole joining us. Keegan, how you doing this morning, man? I'm doing very well. Just got out of church and uh, glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you. So let, let's start with that. Uh, has it gotten old yet hearing people uh, introduce you as two-time national champion Keegan O'Toole? Um, that's something that I don't I don't really notice too much. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a, it's a big honor, and the fact that I'm able to like even have the opportunity to you know go compete at something like the national tournament is awesome. But yeah, it's not something that I, I notice too much, but definitely am very appreciative when I hear it. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm curious, you know, we'll get into your backstory a little bit and and, and let people know kind of how you came to Mizzou and all that. But when, when your name, probably something you appreciate down the road a little bit more than maybe you do today. But when your name is mentioned with Ben Askren and, and Jaden Cox, I, I've got to imagine that's uh, that's pretty good company to be in. I mean, yeah, I still got I still got a long way to go uh, to be up there with those guys because they've done, you know, such amazing things. Uh, I mean, Ben being my my coach since I was 12 years old um, and then Jaden Cox, obviously being a Olympic bronze medalist, you know, multiple time, you know, world champ. So I got a little ways to go, but chasing I'm chasing I'm chasing greatness the best that I can. Yeah, well, you, you got a couple more years to uh, to add to it here in Columbia. But um, what we've, all, we've kind of done on this show with with the previous athletes that we've had is is I want to go back to the beginning. Like, tell me when you got into wrestling. You know, how how old were you, and how'd you kind of get started? Uh, so I was introduced to wrestling from my dad because I was a very energetic, very high you know, high intensity kid. I would get in trouble a lot at school for tackling kids, stuff like that. Uh, the neighbor's kids, their parents would always be really mad. And it was kind of just something that my dad was like, Hey, like, let's try it. Maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll enjoy it. Let's get some energy out of him. Uh, and he, he had wrestled like maybe a year, like, I mean, barely at all when he was little, like he wrestled a little bit in, you know, junior high and stuff like that. So, but, you know, I went to my first practice, I think I was a five years old and then went home crying. So it's like, probably not for me now. And then a year later we tried again and now I'm just been, I'm here now. Took off with it about six years old is when I started. Okay. So I, I know what five and six year old, like football and basketball are like, it's just kids kind of running around with absolutely no idea what they're doing. What is six year old wrestling like? 
Six-year-old wrestling is just a bunch of little kids running around and laughing at each other. Some of them are going to cry. Some of them get hurt. Some of them run over to their parents because they're, you know, they're big babies. Um, some kids get thrown into the wall, thrown on their heads. But I think that's why I liked it. I could just grab someone and throw them on the ground and not get yelled at and get encouraged for it. So I flourished there. And and, and the beauty of, of your sport is – it's designed so that you can do that against guys that are also your size, right? You're not 165 pounds on a football field necessarily trying to do that to somebody. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously there's 10 weight classes in college wrestling, 125, 33, 41, 49, 57, 65, all that jazz. But yeah, no, usually pretty much everyone you wrestle is going to be around the similar, similar weight. Cause it is a very, uh, weight does matter. It's, it's, uh, definitely a big advantage if you're a lot heavier, just sheer amount of, uh, force, power, strength, all that type of stuff. I, now, a lot of Mizzou fans over the last 10, 20 years have have become a lot more educated about wrestling and have become wrestling fans because of what this program has done. But we may have a lot of a lot of listeners who aren't as familiar with it. So when you were going through wrestling as a kid, like how is that? I, I mean, are, are you traveling around or there clubs? What, what's that like when when you're like a, you know, nine, 10 year old in wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, so I was I I was at a club in Illinois for a little bit just because I lived in Milwaukee, so that that travel was like probably an hour and twenty minutes, and uh, definitely was uh, more more the intense side when I was little, which probably was uh, not the best for you know a young kid you know trying to enjoy the sport. But uh, I was at a club there, and then when Ben Askren opened his place in two thousand eleven. You know, my dad was a fireman for the city of Milwaukee and they had a rule where you had to live within like a certain, you know, you had to live within the city. Uh, and then so they changed that rule to, you know, you can move within 15 miles outside of the like the city line. And so I went to AWA, uh, they asked him brothers wrestling for like a couple of years while I was living in Milwaukee. And then we moved out to uh, we moved out to where they were located just because it was a nice area. That's where I ended up going to high school, same high school as Ben Askren. And it just kind of, that's how that kind of worked out for me when I was younger. So uh, did you, I, I mean, the first time when you go to Ben's Ben's club, uh, do you already kind of know about, about Ben and Max and, and who they are? Um, not too much, actually, just because I was so young. Uh, I knew of them. I didn't really know what they did. I was, I mean, I was only nine or wait, when I went there, I was probably 11 or 10 years old. So they were uh, they were a little bit before. I remember watching Max Max Askren win his last NCAA title in 2010. But Ben was, you know, he graduated college in 2007, and at six years old, I don't even, I not, all I'm concerned about is you know other stuff. So yeah, I think uh, I think I definitely learned real quick though. Yeah. Do, do you remember like you know your first kind of kind of interactions with Ben at all? Uh, yeah, I remember walking into uh, the club and I, I got there like probably 30, 40 minutes early because, you know, we had to sign paperwork, you know, all the type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking into his office and the first thing he said to me was, so you're going to come by us for a while now, huh? And I was like a little kid and I was like, yeah. And I definitely was nervous, but they welcomed me in with open arms and I made friends immediately. And I had known a couple of the kids that already went there that I wrestled with when I was, you know, a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. that I grew up wrestling, or I guess I was still growing up with him, but that I had wrestled during that time. So, you know, that was the first words he said to me. And then now it's like me and him have an amazing relationship. I'm super, super grateful for that. 
We'll get into that a, a little bit in a minute, but when did you kind of realize you, you went through high school, you won four straight titles. I, I think I saw your record was 110 and five. At what point did you realize, hey, this is something that, that can take, like that I can do beyond high school that can take me somewhere? Um, I mean, I, I always thought that I was decent at wrestling when I was growing up. And then I really didn't expect, um, actually my freshman year of high school, me and my dad, I was honestly growing up. I was like, I want to be a Navy CEO. Like I thought that was so sweet. Okay. Um, and then after my freshman year, I, um, placed at the Fargo national tournament and then one state that year placed again at the Fargo national tournament. And then my sophomore year is when I start getting exposed to the fact that like, Hey, maybe I can wrestle in college. And the fact that I would possibly be able to, you know, have college paid for was like a really cool idea. I didn't think that I was like at that level yet. And then it just kind of sprung itself on me when I was at the end of my sophomore year of high school. And I was like, wow, like this is becoming a reality. I never really, I had never dreamed of it, I guess. I had always, I always thought it was really cool, but it wasn't like, this is, I want to like, you know, wrestle for a really, really good division one program. It was always like, all right, well, like it'd be really cool to wrestle for Mizzou. That's where Ben and Max went. But you know, when you're that young, it's like, you don't think that you're going to be that good someday. What is the recruiting process like in, in wrestling? I mean, when does it start to, when did you start hearing from coaches and it kind of started to get serious? Um, recruiting started for me pretty, pretty early. I say my first conversation with coach Smith was as a freshman in high school, he came down to do a cam. Um, but then my first actually conversation about me coming to school, there was uh, the end of my sophomore year, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I was also talking to, uh, the coaches at the university of Wisconsin, just cause that's where I was from. So just conversations with them talking about, you know, why they want me to come to their program, all that type of stuff. Uh, and then eventually pretty early on in my end of my sophomore year summer, I was, you know, pretty set on going to Mizzou. Okay. So you, so you made that decision early. I mean, what were, yeah, what very, were those last couple? What were those last couple of years like? Did you have, because obviously, hey, that area of the country, there's a lot of really good wrestling programs between you and Missouri. Did you have other coaches trying to to convince you to, to yeah. turn there's, away? There's definitely that aspect of college coaches who uh, uh, didn't really care that I was committed to Mizzou mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of put it aside the fact that, hey, this kid's already committed, but they're still, you know, they want what they want. And college recruiting is really – is. Uh, a business more than it actually is you know trying to get athletes in my opinion i've seen the worst of it i've seen the best of it i've seen what coaches have done to go to get athletes or try to get athletes and sometimes it can be a little bit sickening but it, that's that's why i say it's a business because sometimes business business isn't always pretty yeah so yeah i mean you said you were sold on missouri pretty quickly and obviously hey the relationship you have with with the askrens and and they know coach smith and all that did, did coach smith have to have to sell you too hard um, no, I mean, he sold me with, he sold me pretty easy. He, uh, I mean, I was also very influenced by Ben and Max because of the way that they trained us was how, you know, that's what, that's what Mizzou was, was like. And, you know, that's why I loved it was I go home and I have such good similarities to my training at home, uh, compared to like college. It's, 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 they're, they're, they run on the same parallels, basically, and that's what I loved about it, and I just felt at home. 
Uh, a lot of people watching this obviously watched Ben and Max as, as wrestlers, and, and we've seen kind of what they've done since. Uh, what were they like as coaches? I mean, how intense are those guys every day? They're actually a lot more laid back than you would think. Uh, yeah. Super passionate about, you know, the development of their wrestlers and want the want what's best for them. But they want us to really learn how to have fun and enjoy wrestling and really find a passion for ourselves because ultimately a coach can, you know, tell me all this, but if I'm not really in it for myself, then I should just stop. So really giving me, giving me the ability to be the strongest person that I can be mentally and physically. Cause I struggled a lot with that in high school, the mental side of wrestling. And, uh, he just helped me, helped me grow. And I mean, the Ask brothers, but also coach, coach John Messenbrink, who, People, most people don't know, but he was the starter of all that. Like he was the one who raised Ben and Max from when they were in high school. And so he was the one that was training me a majority of the time. I asked him when I was first there because Ben was off fighting. So Coach Messenbrink, too, was someone that was unbelievably helpful in my development with just gave me a love of wrestling. And he he might be more intense than Ben and Max themselves. You know, he's he loves it and he gets into it. So he was someone that really put the fire in me. You mentioned the mental part of it, and I, I saw a video, uh, and and I don't know at what point in your career it was, but basically that that uh, Ben said, "Look, the only person that doesn't believe you're going to be great at this is you." So, mm-hmm. so tell me about that kind of kind of process and 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 kind of developing that belief that that you could go do what you've done. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I struggled with when I was in high school was the mental side of wrestling. Uh, I always knew that I was good. I had good skills technically. I thought it was really good. But I just could never, like, you know, figure it out up here. Like, it was always something holding me back. And I would always just be in tough matches and think I could do really good. Or this guy's, you know, supposed to beat me. This guy's not supposed to beat me. And uh, I would always be doing really good. And I'd have flashes of, like, you know, high-level um, high level wrestling. But then all of a sudden it would just kind of shut down. And for a while I didn't know why that was happening. And then, and then, and then at one tournament it kind of all kind of resonated with me. I sat down with Ben. And he kind of talked me over after the tournament, told me like, hey, you're your own worst enemy. Like, you're really good, but you don't you don't believe it. And until you do, you're just going to keep being average. And so, I mean, it's not like I hadn't heard those words before. It was just, you know, as, as a coach, you never know when it's going to you know, click with the athlete. And that's something that I'm learning, too. It's like if I try to help my teammates, no matter how many times I tell them something, it might not click until the 25th, 30th time that I tell them. And so for me, it was like, that timing just was perfect. I was starting to get older. So I was starting to mature. I had just taken a couple losses at a tournament and it just kind of, it clicked. And then after that, I felt like I made a, a very large jump in my, uh, in my wrestling. So your senior year in high school, you finished 49 and oh, you win your fourth straight state title. You come to college. What are you expecting when you get to college as a true freshman? I mean, are you expecting, Hey, this is, this is a huge leap or are you thinking, Hey, I've, I've been doing this. I, I, I'm going to come in and just keep this rolling. Yeah, I I pulled up to Columbia, Missouri, August 22nd, 20, uh, 2020. And, you know, and we, we were unsure just because of COVID if we were going to have a season or something like that. But, you know, we just got in the room and we started grinding and we were wrestling hard. We were probably one of the only teams that was allowed in their wrestling room at the time, which we were super lucky that Coach Smith was able to get that for us. Um, I hadn't competed, uh, from end of my senior year in high school until, you know, 
uh, November. So that was almost a full year uh, of comp of like not competing. And so we had a uh, the U20. They brought back the U20 uh, World Team Trials in Omaha, Nebraska. Unfortunately, they weren't going to take a team overseas just because of COVID. But that was our first tournament that I like was able to like wrestle uh, under Mizzou, and I absolutely torched it. I <laughs> didn't have any close matches. I ended up winning outstanding wrestler of the tournament, made the junior world team for my first time ever. And I had taken second the year before. So I just saw the improvement right away. And I was, I didn't know, I wasn't planning on wrestling my freshman year just because I was going to redshirt. but then they made the, the rule that was like, Oh, this is a free year of eligibility. So, you know, coach Smith wanted to put me in and, I, I was originally starting at 57, but then they put out uh, their uh, our original 57 starter, uh, Jarrett. And, you know, I was like, all right, yeah, it's just not my time right now. But then Coach Smith's like, nope, you're going up a weight class. You're going up 165. And, I mean, that was the best thing for me just because I was growing. I was getting taller and was still still putting on some size. So it was it worked out really well. The whole COVID year, I, I, I'm interested. I mean, how close did you guys feel like? you were to, hey, this just isn't going to happen this year? Because a lot of sport, obviously every sport, it was kind of like, hey, nobody knows. But wrestling, I mean, you're in direct contact with these people, right? And so probably I imagine even your sport, there was a little bit more concern about how can we do this? I mean, was it was it a real danger? You guys thought, hey, we're not going to get to do this this year? Yeah, there was definitely that feeling of uncertainty. But at the same time, I – I, I just tried not to let it bother me. You know, I, I went through a lot of like, I wouldn't say depression, but I was definitely down in the dumps for a while just because of like homesickness, COVID, like life was just boring. Life was rough at the time. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really go home to see your family too much. Locked in your house a lot. And so like that definitely is a, it's not a, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, you look at, I mean, this is just kind of going off a tangent. You look at any sort of like, serial killer anything like that all of it starts with like social isolation mm -hmm. and i mean that's literally what that was it sucked it was completely pointless for us to do any of that but it was like i've, I've had to deal with it and i just tried to focus on myself at that time and i wasn't too worried about a season or not just because i was going through a bunch of other stuff trying to get acclimated to school try to enjoy where i was so i wasn't too i wasn't too worried about you know if we had a season or not we were going to be training either way and yeah, I, I didn't let it bother me too much. What was there? Was there ever a time in that year where you thought, "Hey, man, I, I don't want to. I want to go back home, or mm -hmm. or this isn't worth it." Oh, I mean, yeah, you could talk to any of my roommates, my coaches, like the from uh, probably October all the way until like January. It was like I don't even want to compete. I don't want to wrestle. Like, want to go home. I was like thinking about transferring just because like I wanted to be closer. But you know, I think all of it was a uh, a combination of bad timing with coming to college during COVID. So that was hard. And the fact that, you know, I had never really been away from home and uh, probably had the worst freshman year experience probably in a very long time of any class in college. So I had to just, I had to, I had to give it time. I had to trust. And the fact that I had just like the best teammates, the best coaches to, you know, bring me up when I was down, um, would definitely not be here if I didn't have those type of people around me. And that's why yeah. I love it here. It's just because I have amazing people. 
So you go through that freshman year undefeated in the in the regular season. You guys are, uh, you know, just just kind of conference matches at that point. I think you were thirteen and zero. You you lose in the in the NCAA tournament, manage to get back and and, and get third place. I, I mean, at, at the end of the year, are you, uh, were you were you pretty happy with with how everything worked out? Had you kind of turned a corner at that point? Yeah, uh, near the end of the year, I started to I started to realize that like why this is the place for me and why I love it again. And I was fully prepared. I was ready to win a national title. But God's plan isn't always what you want. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely was not my time. I competed super hard. I learned so much. I had such a great time. Um, but my freshman year, I took third. Really happy I was able to bounce back from losing. But uh, definitely was not. I, the guy who won my weight class that year saved his whole wrestling program at Stanford and saved yeah. multiple sports programs. So clearly that was meant to be for them but i just really took it and i just tried to take all the emotion out of it um and just try to improve specifically physically and mentally so that was a great great learning experience and i mean that was fun like i got to compete at an ncaa wrestling tournament that i had watched like every single year from like 10 all the way up until i got to college come back your, your sophomore year you go 25 and oh oh by the way academic all-american in that same year win a national title um it's tough to get a lot better than that year for you, isn't it? That, yeah, that was that was that was a good time. Uh, <laughs> felt like I was finally growing into, you know, a better person, uh, a better student, better, better man of faith, and it all kind of came together that year. And it was, uh, it definitely was. I mean, that was my first NCAA title, and the emotions that. You know, I re- remember from those days and just the hard work that I put in. Those are something that I probably am going to remember, if not the rest of my life, for a very long time. Hey, do you remember kind of what what went through your head when either right when the match is over or when you're standing up on, on the podium? Yeah, I uh, definitely remember like the countdown from, you know, the uh, the buzzer. Uh, There's like 13 seconds left and. Mm-hmm. Was uh, I was in on the edge of the mat and I had him in a front headlock. I was like, I'm not letting him go. Like I'm winning six five, and I was on the edge of the mat where my coaches were, and I just remember him blowing the whistle and like I just like put my head down. And I was like, man, like lifetime goal, dream, like man, crossed, crossed it off. And uh, I just remember like walking over to my coaches and just like being in awe. Like I just wanted to hug them, just be super, super grateful for them because like I said, it's takes a, takes a lot of people to put something like that together. So, so what's harder winning the first one or then coming back, knowing the expectation is doing it again and, and trying to get back there. Definitely the second time. Yeah. The first time uh, you, you have no pressure. You're a hungry young kid. I mean, I was only my second year in college uh, and I felt like I was just, I'm the one that's got to chase. I got to do the hunt. Now it's like, I definitely learned so much this year than I did last year. I'm like, I'm the hunted. Uh, the expectation was, you know, I wanted to dominate everything and I felt like I had to. Um, and that was such a huge mistake of my part thinking that way. Uh, I learned real quick, but the fact that I was able to go through such, such a hard time this year in terms of mentally, physically dealing with injuries, uh, dealing with loss, dealing with, uh, not being in my faith as much as I should have. Like it was, man, this year couldn't have been more bumpy in the road, but it could not have just 
made me improve just as a person and as a wrestler. Like I am so happy about this year. I'm so glad that I was, I'm so glad that I lost. I'm so glad that I struggled with injury, all that stuff. When, and this is, is obviously up to you, but uh, you know, we, we do this show. So, so people can get to know you guys a little bit more off the mat, off the court, off the field or whatever. When you're talking about those struggles this year, specifically, you know, what, do you mean just is it just mainly wrestling and health or are you talking about stuff away from that too yeah it's everything i mean uh definitely health like i was having some knee problems early on in the year like the first tournament i kind of tweaked my mcl um you know so dealing with sitting out and that's not something that you know type a personality kids that love to do what they do and you know i probably didn't handle it in the best of ways sometimes um did some stupid things but at the same time it was like you know I learned, you know, what not to do. I learned how to improve. Um, I wasn't, you know, like I said, there was a time where I was like down in the dumps just because of injury. I was, you know, struggling. I couldn't get through a practice without feeling tons of pain. And I wasn't, you know, praying about it. I wasn't reading my scripture or going to church as much as I should. So now it's like those are the things that are honestly more important um, to me than just, you know, the results in the competing because, you know, I'm going to compete and I'm going to have these results. But if I can't, you know, be a good person and learn from my lessons, then it's not, it's nothing wrestling doesn't really, it's not going to be here forever. It's not eternity. You, uh, you've only lost three matches in college. Two of them come this year to David Carr of, of Iowa state. And then a, I, I think you probably go into that NCAA tournament knowing, Hey, if I can get there, he's going to be the guy waiting across from me. So, so what kind of motivation was that at NCAA's trying to get back and, and beat the only guy who's beaten you in the last two years? Um, yeah, it was definitely a lot, a lot of uh, long conversations, a lot of work being done after these losses, and I really just I trusted my coaches, I trusted you know my training partners, I trusted my training, and. I was really looking forward to the opportunity to wrestle again, but my weight class was like extremely, extremely difficult. So there was a part of me that was like, I got to win four matches against some really good opponents to, to get there. And so does he. So it was really one match at a time. But once I walked off the mat on that semifinal match and I saw that he was going to be the one, I was like really excited. I was like, all right, you get another shot. What is it like between matches in wrestling? I mean, how much of the work is obviously the physical stuff and how much are you going back like, looking at those previous matches and, and studying the guys you're going to be facing on, on, on film? Uh, definitely a, a combination of both. Like I was watching film on the two matches that I had lost. I'm watching film mainly on, you know, what I need to do better. Uh, mm -hmm. Just because that's, that's, that's for me, that's always been how I've thrived and how I've gotten better. But yeah, definitely uh, just little, little things that I need to switch up. You know, when you're in a tournament, it's hard to change, you know, a lot. So you're just looking for the little mental switches to think a little differently or a little, you know, place my hand here, not there, or step, step uh, to the left instead of the right. So those are those little things in between matches or leading up to a tournament with uh, shorter time spans. For, for somebody like me that's not, not super educated on wrestling, we can watch a wrestling match and think it doesn't look like there's a ton going on here, right? So so tell me when, when you're going through that, first of all, kind of explain the technical factors. And then when do you kind of be, when can you sense, all right, this is when I take my shot. This is when I've got my opening here. Uh, I mean, that 10,000 hours thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
put in ten thousand hours, you're a master. And I probably, I don't even know how many hours I put. I'm putting on a lot. <laughs> Almost been at this. Going to be coming up on eighteen, seventeen years, something like that. So just obviously, like anything, repetition, um, constant, constant time in the lab, thinking about it, watching it, living it. Just like right, right at what's above my head, living tiger style, and you know mm -hmm. that's all. All of it is a culmination of every little detail in every match. So you've got two more years here left at Missouri. If you if you want to use that extra year and in kind of just big picture, what are your goals? Not just for the next two years, but then beyond that, uh, you know, wrestling wise or or outside of it. Yeah, outside of wrestling, I just want to just continue to get my education in personal finance, and then I really want to get my master's uh, in uh, business. So that's kind of what I'm there for, like at that for academically, uh, spiritually, I just want to try to keep growing as the best person that I can be and improve every day in that. And wrestling wise, I'm obviously I'm going to take those two years just cause I will be in school still. So why, why would I not? Um, and 2024 Olympic trials, I'm going to try to my very best to, you know, make that team. That's a, been a dream of mine, but also I'm still young. So I got, I'm going to try to always, uh, find that next goal in 2028 if that doesn't happen in 2024 so wrestle for probably the next two years in college then a couple years out of college but after that i, I kind of i want to move out west i want to move i want to work for a, a hunting company okay is that is that kind of i was my next question was what do you like to do when you're not wrestling is it is that kind of your big passion I got so many different hobbies i like playing disc golf i love fishing i love hunting i love skateboarding um I love, I love, I'm actually, I, I've recently been into uh, just cooking a lot. So like I've been making a lot of really good red meat recipes, like steaks, um, tenderloins, all that type of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a man of many hobbies. So there's not one <laughs> now, thing that you'll be catching me doing. Now disc golf, I, I don't know if you're aware that like Missouri won the national title in disc yeah, golf. So oh, maybe was, you could get another national championship. I, I was definitely, I was definitely on Twitter, you know, looking at that. And then there were some, there were some reporters talking trash on Twitter, like, oh, it's not a real sport. Like, man, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. This golf's way harder than you think. Like, yeah, they were downplaying it. Like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like, that was so hey, stupid. You, but, you uh, win a national title in anything, title, that's kind yeah. of a big deal, right? Like, so, no, that was awesome. I definitely followed that. Um, yeah, no, and the thing about Columbia is, too, is it's got one of the highest rated courses in the entire country, right? Right around here, Harmony Bend's course, which is, like, right by the mall. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so definitely that, but I got I have a dog here, so I love spending time with her, training her. Um, yeah, I like to do so many different things, but definitely you, once hunting season comes, I'm I'm out in the woods. You mentioned the cooking. I, I'm curious, like, it, when, especially when your sport is so driven by everybody knows, hey, you got to weigh this at, at this time. Like, how closely do you have to watch the nutrition? And do you ever just get to like maybe in the off season, just get to be like you know what, I'm just going to go have three pieces of cake and, and and cut loose and I don't have to pay attention to what I eat today. Yeah, uh, I think all wrestlers can vouch and say that when we're out of season, we all get fat for a while. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't really cut a lot of weight just because it's, it's hard to cut a lot of weight than compete at a high level. You know, some people can do it. I personally just, it's not something that, uh, I find necessary. 
Uh, it's more about just being good at wrestling. Like that's much more important than, you know, seeing how much weight you can lose to wrestle and have an advantage. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I love, I love cooking. I love all that stuff. So, you know, I have to watch my weight a little bit, but it's not like to the point where I got to like, I can't eat for extended periods of time where I can only eat like a certain amount. Right. Right. Um, last thing for you, Keegan, and, and appreciate you taking, taking the time with us. Uh, you know, Mizzou is now finishing the top 10 in the country eight years in a row. Everybody knows what Coach Smith has built here. And and I think all fans and, and all you guys obviously would love to to eventually kind of be that number one team. What's, yep. what's the step that this program's got to take to get from, you know, fifth or uh, or whatever to atop the podium? Uh, belief is going to be a huge thing. You know, we have such – we have such a talented team. We have such a hardworking team. Uh, it's going to be belief that we can do it. Uh, I mean, we we were fifth this year, and there's two matches that we needed to win to take top four and take a team team trophy home. So it's going to be belief and going to be, you know, putting it together at the right time. Like not putting it together for conference, not putting it together for duels, but putting it together at the very end when it matters and winning those close matches. So it's, All right, a, it's well, such a difficult thing to do, though. Oh, no, no question. And and certainly you guys have, have been now going all the way back to, to Ben through you guys, uh, the most successful program here at Mizzou for a long time. And, and I know a lot of people are, are hoping to to see that that uh, one more step for, for mm -hmm. Coach Smith's legacy and all that. But appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and uh, and best of luck. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, that is Keegan O'Toole, two-time national champion, Missouri wrestler, joining us on the True Tiger Insider this week. Uh, thanks to Keegan for his time and for all you guys watching. If you do want to find out more about Every True Tiger Foundation, you go to everytruetiger.org. You can go to our message board and find out how to donate specifically to powermazoo.com's little mini collective within that bigger collective. We're going to talk with a different athlete every week. As a Power Mizzou subscriber, you get early access to these. We'll release them uh, as public podcasts about 24 to 48 hours later. But by being a subscriber to our site, you can watch them first. So once again, thanks to Keegan O'Toole. This is Gabe DeArmond, and we will talk to you next time on the True Tiger Insider.